Hello, Digital Intercourse listeners. This is Producer Devo letting you know that we had a little bit of audio problems with Kara's audio on this episode. It's not too bad, but uh, it's not the best either, so please forgive us for that. Anyways, on with the show. There's a lot of strange sex all around our world. Can't get pregnant that way. That's her butthole. You might find out you're queer. Or get a pap smear Fucktails Humping rabbit furs on tubas Fucktails Tales that make you wanna cringe Or fucktails Reuse your condoms, no please do not Just throw one in her, she's a robot You might even hear some of your own fucktails Reddit threads and fed life blogs of fucktails. Have sex with a ghost and that's a fucktail. Not virgin tales or chastity tales, no fucktails. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse, the shame-busting podcast from the buckle of the Bible belt. My name is Tom King and I am joined remote from parts unknown with my kinky Kara. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. We, uh, this, this tonight's episode has been a bit snake bit. I think it's going to be fine when it comes out. We had a guest scheduled. That guest had a possible run in with COVID. So we called an audible and then Kara also had a possible run in with COVID. So we're, we're recording remotely, very socially distant via the internets. And, uh, we're, we're getting some shit out there. But absolutely, yeah. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. So, yeah. If there's one thing we've learned in 2020, it's to adapt and still do shit. That's you know. uh, tonight. We are running uh, sex in the news, as we like to call it, fuck tales. Uh, woohoo! Which means we are also joined by our producer Devo. Long time no see, Tom. How's it going? It has been indeed. It's going well. Uh, we, you're, you're looking well. I'm alive. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I take a weekly COVID test just because I work in a congregate setting and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm negative again today. So there well, we go, good. you know, Res- that, not that, detected. That's uh, you know, the best thing. So, and that's, that goes all the way up your nose. Uh, it does. How's it, that? How's that feel? Uh, it's not great, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, it's like, uh, you know, I had some friends that were go. They, you know, they went to all went to TU on the same day, and I guess it just happened that day. They had one guy that was, I guess, just really into it because they were like, "Oh my god, this is the worst one I've ever had." Just wow. hitting the back of your brain. So, so g- receiving a COVID test does not get high reviews. But if you're listening to us, we assume you enjoyed the show and will give us high reviews. So go ahead over to <laughs> iTunes or however you uh, you listen to us. Give us a rate and review. That really helps us get the podcast out to more kinky and slutty people. Yeah, it does. Go share it wherever. Share it, like it, spank it. Yeah. As we, if you see a post from us on Facebook, you know that we have ran the gauntlet of trying to get through Facebook standard and practices. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and so, I, I have been banned so many times. <laughs> I've been on Facebook jail just trying to get an episode we're, promoted. We're, we're, we're into that problem with getting greasy because we're doing the Netflix seasons now, and all those episodes like have fuck or shit or something <laughs> in the title. And it's just like, God damn it, it's going to be so hard to do. 
But you ready to get to the news? I am. Okay. Well, uh, this one was uh, huge, uh, dropping on December 1st, 2020. Uh, any news outlet basically covered this. Uh, it was instantly memed, everything else. Uh, but the news, this our particular article here is from December 1st, 2020 from Variety. Oscar-nominated Un- Umbrella Academy star Elliot Page announces he is transgendered. Yeah. And uh, so essentially the crux of the story, I don't think we have to like explain too much of it, is that uh, Elliot Page, uh, formerly Ellen Page, was... Uh, Speaking of getting greasy, she was, she she was, she was back season, on season two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, yes, there was a, a delightful meme that a lot of people <laughs> thought was being uh, transphobic. I was like, no, they're making fun of like... Yeah, they're making fun of Ricky, Ricky yeah, not like, of, yeah, of but, Elliot. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we don't need to get down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, uh, El- uh, Ellen Page had been a very outspoken and uh, prominent uh, uh, homosexual actor in Hollywood. And now a very outspoken and prominent transgender actor in Hollywood. So, yeah, and, and, and anything like this, it just kind of gets more uh, exposure, I guess. It just kind of normalizes uh, a minority group of people. So, yeah. you know, good for that. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, seeing um, seeing all these folks that, that come out, and I think it does two things. At um, one, not only does it bring out and letting start to normalize that but i think it speaks about society at least to some degree that people are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable yeah comfortable like putting that out out there yeah yeah yeah, i mean so it was uh like i guess not incredibly shocking so right yeah this is not necessarily you know i think you could have maybe seen this coming, uh, given uh, Ellen's former career and and and, and such. But uh, I was amazed by this. They announced this on December, I think first, right? right. Thing, that's when and all the news broke. Like I remember that next day, like I was looking on YouTube, and there were clips. Obviously, they've been pushed the top, you know, because of metrics or whatever. But like a ton of Saturday Night Live clips that had formerly had Ellen Page listed, all the data had already been changed to Elliot Page. Like everything, it was like Saturday Night Live with El- Elliot Page, and even down like into like the descriptions, like every reference to Ellen had already been switched to Elliot, which is an amazing algorithm <laughs> to do that uh, that quickly. Uh, you know, the thing with uh, with Elliot is. Uh, there are uh, some representation of the transgender community in Hollywood, not as much, obviously, as just uh, in a, in a in, as a homosexual uh, ref- representation, um, but a growing number. Um, and it seems like it's a growing number, but also a prominent growing number. Like, uh, you know, um, the Wachowskis uh, are probably the most prominent, the, the directors of The Matrix and things like that. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see where this leads. It seems like there's all... And so I believe... Um, He's using he, him, and they, them as their pronouns. And uh, yes. and uh, what, what else was it? Um, I mean, first of all, I assume people know who, who Elliot Page is. Right. If not, just Google him. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, okay, so we should probably establish that. Juno uh, played yeah. Kitty Pride in X-Men. Um, 
was the Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that you know, that's the like, big one that's going the, on. The now. thing is, I think that's the thing though. Like we like oftentimes you think things like Umbrella Academy Academy are ubiquitous and everybody knows about it, but I then, don't actually know about yeah, it. I know yeah. it from her it being yeah. mentioned in this article. I, <laughs> I think it just depends on the circles you run in of yeah. whether or not they know it. Like if you're in a nerdy geeky circle, then they've probably <laughs> talked about Umbrella Academy. If not. Then they're probably like, wait, is she on the Great British Bake Off? If not, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> when I think Paige, I think Juno and Trailer Park Boys. I don't, yeah, know, the, I don't know the rest of the resume. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, been around for a while and uh, hopefully we'll have lots of uh, good things to come. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, now she, he did the, uh, their character on Umbrella Academy. She was playing a, a female on, on the character, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I've, I've watched like three episodes of it. So you make it sound like you know what you're talking about. I know about. what it is. <laughs> I know the general premise. Uh, I know the people that like to watch it. It's not my type of thing. I'm not yeah. a sci-fi guy. Yeah. You know, just, I, I, just, I just have to know everything. So I have to know like the base level of what that is to get it. But I, I do believe maybe she was homosexual on the show, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I, know, the whole, I just I, The yeah. way I understand it, if, if I remember this right, is... Uh, the, the the character was female, like a cisgender female, and now he's going to continue to portray a woman. And people are like, well, you can't be a woman if you're a man. It's like, it's called acting. I hate to break it to you, but Hogan is not actually a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, like, uh, yeah. Uh, I could just go on. Like, that just, ah. As someone who is transgender, you know, um, like, you're telling me I couldn't go play a part, you know. Um, ever been to a drag show, folks? <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. like I mean it's why can you not do that in acting? So. Well, and I mean like classic theater was all male actors anyway. If you go back to Shakespearean times, there were no yeah. female so it was men playing women, like so this is nothing new or different or doesn't really change anything. <laughs> so it is very weird that uh you know, well, I mean, at the same time, acting is men's work. You know, oh. like, you can't really women can't do that. Now, give me those pantyhose and wig. I've got a job to do. <laughs> OK, well, I think that's a good point to move on from this Anyways. story. Uh, all right. So well, moving on from that, uh, we're going to move on to uh, some other uh, area that I'm very familiar with, which is talking about uh, the uh, first let's say widely visible uh, gay professional wrestler, uh, which is Pat Patterson, who recently passed away. Uh, this is from the New York times uh, from December 7th, Pat Patterson, a wrestling star who came out dies at 79. Uh, he delighted his fans, especially in villain roles. When he announced in 2014 that he was gay, they remained loyal. So what do you know about Pat Patterson there? Uh, I remember Pat Patterson from the Attitude Era as the Stooges. As the Stooges that, that's yes. how people my age uh, typically uh, remember that guy. But I've I've learned about a lot of his. I mean, he's the guy that invented the Royal Rumble, yeah. so that's pretty big if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, his old stuff, like he had a, a like a, I don't know what they called it at the time, but it was a hardcore match with uh, Sergeant Slaughter, like back yeah. in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and he just became Vince McMahon's right hand man, been creative for years, and allegedly best friend. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kara, you know anything about Pat Patterson or professional wrestling? You know, like way back when I was like a little kid, um, I I did go to a professional wrestling match, and to, to tell my age a little bit here, um, this was back when the Von Erichs oh, okay. were still okay. wrestling. Yeah, so the the Texas um, and yeah. Austin. 
So I yeah, the territory <laughs> as we will. Here, here's the interesting thing. So there have been numerous uh, homosexual pro wrestlers. It's just that none have really ever, until recently, yeah. come out of the closet. Or if they did, they were more indie wrestlers that were relatively unknown. And I think that the whole issue here is it, a lot of different layers. One, no one, when they think of Vincent Vince McMahon, thinks of like the word like woke and would think that a right. gay person <laughs> would be his best friend, right? This is a person that... Well, you would think he only promotes blonde, hot women. <laughs> it's like all he promotes. And oozing machismo. Yeah, and oozing, yeah, it's about big, strong men and that are hunks and things like that. Uh, but so, Tom. Yeah. You talked about that you thought of Pat Patterson and you remember him from being one of the Stooges. Right. right? And I saw this story come out this week and... I believe numerous times on the WrestleLore podcast, Ethan Sandoval has said these exact words, fuck Pat Patterson. Because Pat Patterson, although he came out, and that's great, is a piece of shit. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly, but there's a lot of alleged in there. <laughs> there's, and see, there's the thing. So go, <laughs> go ahead, smarten up, give, give the smart marks what you're talking about. So there is the uh, Garvin Patterson scandal. Which apparently involved, which is really just a Garvin scandal, but okay. But, but it involved ring boys, right? There are rumors that he slept with an underage Rowdy Roddy Piper. There are that's the, a, that, Piper has said that's not true. Yeah, but well, and there's also the rumors that uh, that have been substantiated by some people that Patterson would ask for sexual favors in order to receive a push in the late '80s, especially with Coco Beware. Allegedly, the story is that he whipped his dick out, threw it on the table, and said, "If you want to keep wrestling here." get to get to work. So and that came from Coco Beware. I, this, I, my understanding is Ethan Sandoval is not one to usually go with speculation. And rumors. I dove, there's an interview, uh, a, a, what they call a shoot interview where it's a yeah. pro wrestler out of character. And, uh, and Piper was like, I don't know. Patterson doesn't like me. Uh, maybe it's my fault. And so, and people took that particular yeah. interview. It was like, Oh, Pat Patterson raped Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Well, Piper does a follow-up interview. He goes, no, it wasn't that. Like, something happened. I'm not getting into it, but it wasn't. <laughs> I would have killed that motherfucker if he did that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot of that is, especially when you mentioned the Garvin scandal of, of uh, the Ring Boys and the underage yeah. stuff. Uh, this is the 80s. Patterson's an openly gay man. Yeah. Uh, Garvin did that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, there's not anybody that disputes that. Uh, but Patterson got thrown into it because, oh, he's gay, so obviously he's a pedophile, too. That would that I had could, a lot I could to do see, with I it. I could see that. I mean, it's just one of those. We've seen how Vince McMahon protects his people. You don't have to look any further than Jimmy Snuka. That's the first name that comes to <laughs> mind, right? <laughs> a man who essentially killed someone, and Vince was ride or die with them too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it was just kind of odd to see like no mention of any of these stories about the potential scandals, and it just like because I mean, this wouldn't happen for. I don't think anyone else like that was maybe it's just cause it's the uniqueness of being a professional wrestler. And so they're focusing on that one aspect. Right. Yeah. Now, of course we've come leaps and bounds in pro wrestling recently with multiple openly uh, gay wrestlers, uh, even transgender. We had a transgender world champion at AEW for yep. uh, with uh, Nyla Rose. So that business has evolved in that respect. Still don't treat their employees right, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's there's still more evolving to do, but yeah, and and I dove into that a, a while back when I first got back into kind of wrestling and, yeah. and shoot interviews and stuff and saw the Piper thing, 
And I personally didn't find anything where somebody was saying Pat Patterson did mm-hmm. this to me. It's always yeah. like rumor and innuendo, which you sure take allegations yeah. credibly. Uh, but I never found anything. And I kind of stopped my search when I heard uh, the king of no fucks given in wrestling these days, Jim Cornette, yeah. <laughs> when he said that the whole thing with Patterson and Garvin was just people said he was gay and he was friends mm-hmm. with Pat with Garvin. So therefore you're a pedophile because you're gay and it's the 80s. And, and just 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 refresh my memory. Where do you stand on Sullivan and uh, and Benoit? Sullivan and Benoit? Yeah. Oh, they hated each other. Well, I know, but who did it? <laughs> no, that's Benoit. That's all on Benoit. I love those conspiracy so, theories, but that's still Benoit. So I know we just went on a little tirade there, Kara, and it's a uh, you know it's something you. Point out is something that humans can talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's let me ask you this though, Kara. Uh, what what do you think? You know, obviously with Pat Patterson, we're just dealing uh, we're dealing with someone who. Eventually, and he came out on the the weirdest way, <laughs> and on the like there was this show on VH1 where it just had a bunch of old like legends of wrestling living in a house. This is back in the heyday of like VH1. Like we're gonna get put people in a house shows. Yeah, like, that's yeah, like, that's like, the show <laughs> for the love of New York is not right. coming back this year. So let's find like a bunch of random people to put in a house, and that's where he came out uh, on it. But what does something you know like? We just mentioned, uh, I think people think of wrestling and they think of, you know, here's a bunch of backwoods hicks and things like that. Like coming uh, from someone that would be impacted by this, what does having representation like that in a sport that's considered to be sort of this redneck thing mean? I think it's huge. Um, You know, it's to see people that it does it helps normalize that whether it's transgender whether it's gay um whether it's it's any of those things and so it sees it lets people see that like oh like it, it this idea i have beat up in my head of what a gay man is we, we have a little is, yeah, yeah, there we go. what is you know like some people will say oh you're a gay man, so obviously you like getting fucked in the ass. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, well, obviously you like fucking dick then. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. You know, I mean, like, there's no hard etched in stone. This is what this means. I mean, you know, I know a, uh, a gay couple that uh, uh, two gay men, and they were both asexual. They've never had sex. They don't plan to have sex. But they're still gay. Um, you know, so it, it, uh, there, there aren't, so people get these things beat into their head of, oh, well, if you're this, then you have to be that, you know, just like, oh, well, if you're gay, then you're obviously a pedophile. No. (laughs) Um, and I, I love to, to, to beat those things up. You know, I mean, for instance, okay, Tom, if you're a straight man, um, I, I mean, clearly you couldn't ever wear a pair of women's panties because, well, straight men don't do that. Because obviously if you wear women's panties, there's something off. Bullshit. Yes. It's a piece of clothing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, there's so many things that you can dissect on that. And it, I, I'm so happy to see. Well, and there's some truth to that. I wouldn't be caught. Um, myself. Um, I'm trying to talk over the lag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I like seeing people that uh, you know that are transgender or gay uh, being in a, the military or being um, in any of that. You know, I mean, myself, I'm former military and former spec ops, and so they're like, oh, well, I'm still the same person that I am now. So I, I love seeing the people. 
those type roles and coming out and letting people see that, oh, hey, just because you're gay or you're trans or something else, it doesn't mean that you can't yeah. fulfill those hyper masculine or, or whatever job. Yeah, and as far as straight men wearing women's clothing, I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't be caught dead in a pair of fishnets. I'm doing that shit while I'm alive and making the best of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, okay. All right, Tom. Let's move on to our final uh, story story of this uh, quickie episode here today. And this comes from NBC News. We, you know, you guys may have heard, you may have seen this, you may have heard about it, but there was a, an election this year. This year? There was an election this year, huh. yeah. Like, uh, it, you know. Didn't hear about that in the lamestream media. Yes. Uh, wait, Tom, what's this <laughs> Stop the Steal shirt you're wearing all of a sudden? No. Uh, but no, this year's election, while the uh, headlines typically all revolved around uh, one Joseph R. Biden and uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, there were all sorts of other elections, and what we had is a record number of LGBTQ candidates uh, winning in uh, November uh, across this fine nation of ours, uh, here, there, and everywhere. Um, and uh, it's it's a massive, it says uh, lesbians were the most likely to triumph at the ballot with 55% success rate, according to research from the LB, LGBTQ uh, Victory Fund. Uh, but there were uh, a litany of candidates, uh, transgender candidates, uh, gay men, uh, you know, lesbians, whatever. Uh, there were tons of candidates across the nation and not all of them. I, now, what's the first thing you would expect? Like, like if you said there were a bunch of, you know, LGBTQ candidates and you said, I think most people say, well, yeah, California, or right. New York, <laughs> right? Like, but no, these, this is literally all across the country. A, uh, a, a, a Chickasha, a Chickasha woman, uh, I believe, let me get it right. I think it was a Chickasha transgender woman won in uh, is a first sitting uh, state congressman, and it was in Kansas. Yeah. You know, super red Kansas. The, the bluest of blue places, right? right. <laughs> uh, now, we we do see though there is there are those trends. Uh, I believe the numbers were that seventy seven percent of those that ran were Democrats, obviously, while only three percent were Republicans, which means that there are twenty percent running as independents or or whatever. Um, and you know this is uh, let's see, which talk about bucking a trend and being something people don't even that a small amount of 3%. We've got LGBT Republicans going out there. Like that's, I know it's a very small number, but they are out there. That, that fiscal policy is just so important <laughs> to them that they, they cannot, uh, they cannot, you know, just cannot divest themselves. Yeah. Kara, go for it. I have a very good friend. I have a very good friend that, um, she, she's a sister to me and she is a trans woman. And she looking Trump supporter, all the things. Um, and I'm just going, um, I mean, okay. But it's, uh, I, so I, I physically know someone who's um, who's a lesbian, transgender woman and is a devout Republican and will not go any other way. The human brain is a wild thing when you start breaking it down. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I, I was always, there, there were a lot of, blank for Trump's that I did not understand. Like, why are, no, no, okay, I guess you do you, but no, you shouldn't be. <laughs> like, we should probably talk a little bit. Uh, it does say here, though, that only four gender non-conforming candidates ran in 2020. So not, and I, I think what they're, does, now are they alluding to non-binary with that? I think that's an umbrella, meaning it could be 
uh, man to woman, trans, woman to man, trans, non-binary, anything in that clump. Is that, that's how I took it to me. No, because I think there were a lot more like, like transgender identifying candidates than four. Okay. So they're talking about specifically non-binary. I think, yeah, I think non-binary because, and I I get, (laughs) it's the gradual (laughs) learning curve of humans. (laughs) Like, I think they're like. Man, woman. <laughs> okay, I can understand. Transgender, man, transgender. Wait, neither? What is this? Like, pick a team, damn it. <laughs> it is pick a team. Like, that's a lot of what it is, is pick a team. Uh, but there was o- uh, only four gender nonconforming candidates ran in 2020. Joshua uh, Query, an incumbent legislator uh, from New Hampshire, uh, was the only one to win their election. Can I admit just how juvenile I am that I laughed at his name is Query? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. Like, cause they're they're like cause the next it says non but I don't know what they're meaning by gender nonconforming. I guess I'm not woke to that what that's supposed to mean. Because they then later say more people than ever before. Gender non Go for it. Um, well, gender nonconforming is really – it's just an under, umbrella term. Um, it's used in the, the trans community because uh, – like I have a, uh, a non-binary child, and they are considered transgender. Um, so it's the gender nonconformity. It encompasses um, people who are non-binary, people who are uh, transgender men or transgender women, and also the people that are gender fluid. So it kind of just encompasses all of them. No matter what. Okay, because here's here was my confusion on it. Because they say, and again, this is NBC News, relatively reputable. Only four gender nonconforming candidates ran in 2020. Joshua Query won. Then they say immediately, more people than ever before who openly identify as gender queer or and non-binary ran for office with 13 candidates. So clearly, those two things have to be. They're considering those two things different. If immediately they're saying that 13 yeah. non-binary people mm-hmm. ran. And only four gender nonconforming. So I don't know what they're trying to. Cl- That's what's confusing me here. These numbers are they don't kind of they don't add up. But of those, thirty-one uh, percent of them won according to the Victory Fund data, uh, and one of them is here in our fair state of Oklahoma, uh, Maureen uh, Turner, who won a seat in the Oklahoma House of Representatives, becoming the first non-binary person elected to a state legislature. So look at that. Guarantee she's, uh, I know where she's at. She's in the Oklahoma City area. She is not, yeah. she did not win that seat down in Antlers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's not on uh, representing the fine folks of Henrietta. <laughs> you know, like this would be like, I mean, to be honest with you, because of my work with the teacher union, uh, there is potential. Like if you just, if you were uh, transgender, homosexual, whatever, and you did live out in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, you could probably win because no one runs in those elections. <laughs> yeah, nobody, like, nobody. If you don't put up signs and just you're the only person on the ballot, that's how you win. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. Well, guys, let's get to our Reddit story for this week. Uh, and boy, I do not know where to go with this one. This is insane. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. That's why I wanted to pick this one. Yeah, like. I will try to get through this as quickly as possible. Um, may skip a little bit here. My brother-in-law, 30 males. My sister's uh, 29 female husband. None of this matters. Age matters nothing in this 
article. Uh, we live on an opposite sides of the country, and my sister and I aren't that close. So I'd say we don't know each other very well. We see each other at family gatherings maybe a few times a year, and he's always come off of a very average kind of quiet guy. Around two months ago, I received a text from him out of the blue. It wasn't to check up on me or ask me how I'm doing. The message said he's aware of what's going on, but there was no need for me to worry, and he'd keep it hush-hush. I wrote a quick message asking what on the earth he meant, but all I received back was another reassurance that I had nothing to worry about and that I was on that he was on my side. At that point, I gave up and assured him that it was some weird joke, even though my brother-in-law has always seemed pretty serious. Recently, I was in a Zoom call with my parents and sister. The first thing my sister asked when she saw me was, are you going to tell everyone the truth or just my husband? Mm. Awkward. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I was confused, and I mentioned the text message a brother-in-law sent me. My, but my sister still seemed angry at me and had no idea why. Uh, the next day, I called up my brother-in-law and asked him what the hell is going on with this. He was very cagey on the phone and just kept repeating rhetorical questions back at me like, do you know what's going on? I'll admit that I lost my temper at one point, and he snapped at me since he wasn't giving me any answers. All right, so we'll skip here to where... He's coming to Thanksgiving next week, and mm -hmm. he has threatened to expose this secret. Okay, before we get there, what do you think the secret is? All right, you, we know now, but when you were reading this, did you have any wild guesses? Because I, th I thought that's like maybe he's in the mafia, but not like the violent Sopranos mafia. Maybe like a like a Nerf gun, like he's smuggling DVDs or something fairly harmless. <laughs> like a, I think you're a DVD smuggler. Well, here's the thing. I don't know what the secret is because I only got one picture from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, then good. You can you can take some hilarious guesses. I have, I have no idea. Like, did he see her naked or something? Oh, or he saw her naked. We're we're gonna play this family feud style. Did Karen, you, you did got you any see, guesses? Did you see what the, the? I just remembered I didn't share the, the yeah, secret I was, with you guys. That's why I was so confused. I was like, no, I, I don't. Uh, like. He could be a stand-up comedian, and he's trying to keep that secret. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit that. Well, she could be a stand-up comedian. There we go. And she's trying to keep it secret. Yeah, because is. as we know, stand-up comedy is for men. No, yeah, I'm of course. Kidding. <laughs> no, I'm very much kidding on that. Please, ladies, come do stand-up. Uh, no, okay, so, so tell us. I have no idea. Like, I was like, what in the world is going on here? What has this guy got? Okay, this is, this is funny. So they get to Thanksgiving, and the brother-in-law is going to expose him. Mm -hmm. He, he gathers his family around. He's like, do you want to tell them the secret, or, or you know, am I going to have to? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, everyone, he's gay. And the family said, yeah, we've known that for years. <laughs> That's not a secret. <laughs> That's it. That was the whole thing. Uh, where it says, uh, so, I, hey, everyone, just before the Thanksgiving, I posted about the harassment. Uh, I did end up going. I was nervous. And after the first 20 minutes were incredibly awkward, my family and I really aren't compatible at the best of times, but we were uh, in silence for the last minutes. Eventually, my mother gave in and said, we're better. We better get over with this. We better get this over with. I've never been more terrified in my life somehow. Snapped my phone case in half because of the fidget things when I'm nervous. Uh, the brother-in-law started talking about how he knew he kept my secret and that I was gay. Everything got really awkward again except for one different reason. My whole family already knows I'm gay. <laughs> I have no idea how the brother-in-law found out or why he thought I was keeping this a secret. <laughs> okay, so, so first of all, my problem was, again, not having the answer to this. I read this all as... Like this was coming from a woman. Uh, uh, there, I don't think there's anywhere in here that indicates like that. It, like in the in the page that I saw that it indicate it just says my brother-in-law and I like in my sister's husband. And so that, I don't know that to me. I, so I was going to like 
maybe this guy's cuckoo banana birds and think they're having an affair because he thinks he, she flirted with him the last time they got together or something. But yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone try to threaten you or blackmail you with something that was not in any way threatening? <laughs> See, that's uh, that's the great thing about just being kinky and being fucking out there. They have like nothing to threaten you with anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to tell people you like to get fucked in the ass. Well, no shit. Like everyone who listens to the podcast, every one of my friends knows. Well, like, yeah, no they, shit. We're all um, friends on so, FetLife. They know my shit. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yes, I've got some dark secrets about Tom King. <laughs> People are like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you are perfectly good. Can can a brother be a chump that gets dumped? <laughs> well, it's a brother-in-law, so... Well, it's still, that it means the brother of the spouse. The spouse has a decision to make. So, what... <laughs> we're all so confused. Why? It's so dumb, we're confused by but, it. <laughs> but, like, if... So... The the sister uh-huh. was aware that there was some secret being kept. Right. And then when the, now I know that it's her brother, yeah. says, I don't know what you're talking about. Why doesn't she ask her husband what in the world the secret is? I mean, I assume that that conversation happened. I mean, the poster is, is, is not, I mean, doesn't mention it, but I assume that that happened at some point. And also, maybe you should just be like, wait, it's not that he's gay, right? Because we all know. <laughs> <laughs> or was it the fact that maybe the sister, and because it talks about like that uh, didn't know each other very well and all that kind of stuff. So maybe like just the guy and his parents and the rest of the family we knew. Maybe and the, the sister, sister didn't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, boy, the the psychological terror. But either way, yeah. Either way, if some asshole is going to use via the fact that you're gay is like a weapon against you to try to blackmail you, well, fuck that asshole. <laughs> yeah, that that is yeah. So, boy, I, I guess. When it's weird because they started it saying, I'll keep your secret, I'm on your side, and then made it a big thing at Thanksgiving. So we're like, I don't, I don't know what you think you're yeah. doing. <laughs> I would say just... Uh, I don't think the guy's hateful. I think he's really fucking stupid. Yeah. I, it sounds like these, you know, like the, the brother and the sister aren't very close, so it's not a chump dump, but I just say, stay estranged. Just yeah, stay estranged. Just, like, <laughs> just, you just keep it to Thanksgiving, I guess. That's yeah, probably where this like, goes. Your, your very awkward... Thanksgiving from here on out. Like, uh, well, anyway, so. Well, maybe he should just keep his mouth plugged up. And I know where you can go to do that. Our friends over at peggingtoys.com, they specialize in butt stuff, but you can put a dildo in your mouth if you're running it too fucking much. <laughs> They've got hygiene products and lubricants, strap-ons and butt plugs and anal beads galore, anything you need for the perfect butt play Christmas gift. <laughs> Enter promo code digital for 10% off your next purchase at peggingtoys.com. I know when I go to peggingtoys.com, I look, I go, well, that article cork his top hole. Like, <laughs> well, Tom, let's get out of I'm here. I'm going to look at pegging toys in like a whole new way. Yeah. Well, you usually do. You're the one that gets creative and can make people call red with a feather duster. So <laughs> you look at everything a different way. I can. <laughs> and with that, folks, that concludes another episode of Fuck Tales. My name is Tom King. I'm Kiki Carroll. I'm Devo. And this has been Digital Intercourse. <laughs>